I'm Michelle Ely from the Starling Tribune, an Arrow TV show fan podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 352 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on Sunday, March 17th, 2019. If you were watching the live stream, you saw me screw up and hit the wrong button as we transitioned into the intro, so you got like a half-second glimpse of me going, oh shit, as I looked over and realized what I did. So, congratulations, it's the uh, perils of live internet broadcasting. <laughs> Huzzah! We got a full show for you guys this week. We did promise it last week. This week we will spend probably a good chunk, at least the back half of the show, talking about Captain Marvel, thoughts, impressions. Tons of spoilers are coming because we are not going to hold back on the spoilers. But to start the show, we'll have a few random things to talk about. And we did actually bring reinforcements this week when it comes to talking about Captain Marvel. Our very own Sailor, Sailor Poland, Peter G. from the chat room, is joining us this week. Hello, how you doing? Hello, Internet. And of course, you've got Willie and Anthony as per normal. Ah, top of the morning to you, laddie. Oh, oh no. I oh. told you I had a wee little surprise for you. Ah! No. I was about to say, no Sunday, remember? Can, can I say no? Can I say no? May I recite to you the my favorite no. song I ever heard? No. No, you can't. I fell, I fell for that once in Boy Scouts. I'm not falling for it again. <laughs> So, so Willie, I'm going to bring Naki back to tell you how she feels about that, okay? Shut your face hole. Thank you, Naki, for joining us to do that. Well, fine. You get no limerick from me today. Oh, you have a limerick? Okay, never mind. I'm backing off. Give us your limerick right now, Willie. I want to hear it. I'm calling your bluff. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a total bluff. (laughs) (laughs) But I can work on a limerick before the show ends. You're going to work on a limerick for us before the show ends. It's not that hard. Oh, I'm excited now. This is totally worth it. Work for, that all into the, it. for all the hate right. we're going to get for uh, cultural stereotypes now, it's totally worth it, isn't it? <laughs> Rhyme Master Willie. And Aaron. you can send that hate mail to js at gunnageek.com. He still wants to take all the hate mail that anyone wants, so js at gunnageek.com. That's nice of him. Yeah, good old John Sebastian. He's here to help us out still. <laughs> I'm never going to get that hate mail, am I? <laughs> well, no, because it all goes to js now, not you. Uh, it never went to me. And I don't even get any hate mail for Clueless Willie not coming in. I just keep forgetting <laughs> about Clueless Willie, to be honest. Me too. <laughs> All right. Because so Willie is clueless. Before we get into things, how are things going, guys? What's what's new? What's the good word? Love, death, and robots. That's words. That's words. Yeah. That is the good words. I, I think it's a, I think it's an anime now. Everybody online was saying that's basically Pokemon with with robots, but I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure. I watched wow. all of it. It is heavy metal for the Netflix generation. It is that good. Well, literally, is heavy metal. Interesting. It did show it, up in my queue. It was going to be heavy metal, but they turned into that. I was going to watch episode one at the gym, but I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Yeah, and you're, kind of, uh, you're kind of a risky thing to watch in public. Yeah. yeah. You're a grown man. Do what you want. If you want to get pissed, fuck them. It's more yeah. of the random people that look over your shoulder to see what you're watching as they're moving on to their device yeah. and i don't want to deal with their ridiculous the violence would be fine but there's lots of boobs yeah so. oh yeah 
It, oh, you've never seen a cartoon tip before? Excuse the fuck out of it's me. It's like when my fiance was there and she was watching Outlander because she wanted to watch Outlander, then realized halfway through, this is like the third sex scene in this episode. I probably should not be watching this in the gym as the little old lady on the elliptical next to her is like keeps leaning over. Yeah, plus on um in multiple episodes, the CGI, the cartoon, the animation is so realistic that if somebody glanced at it, they would think he was just watching porn. Yeah, so no, I will hold I will on. Not be watching <laughs> hold on, the Chris. Tell me at least all, the girls are. Uh, tell me at least the girls are legal in the show that they show like that. They they all look legal. Yeah, there, no, there's okay. no there's no kitty stuff. No, Chris. You. There is lots of female and male nudity though. They made it very even. As there's lots as, of slong swinging around, including vampire the- slong. Long as it's over age, I don't have an issue. <laughs> now, Chris, the next time that happens, that little old lady, you just look over and say, Ethel, can you mind your own goddamn business? Well, it hasn't <laughs> happened to me. Uh, nobody likes to stand next to the tall fat man at the gym who's working out way too fast and looks like he might keel over at any time. Uh, we can only hope so. Did I keel over? <laughs> no, to be next to that. Oh, I was going to say. I was going to say, if I keel over, who's going to run the board? I'm really curious to... This is a I good wasn't kill over, over the show dies. I wasn't necessarily <laughs> referring to Chris. I know. I'm interested. I was in general. I'm gonna take a week off and let you guys run the board. It'll be great. I just how that happened. General. How that worked. A for. random person. I can I can export all my templates out of Streamlabs. It's no big deal. <laughs> I did it once. <laughs> do you want me to do that? Do I don't think, think I don't think your internet it? could support the upload to Twitch nope. on top of your all upload right. for this show. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Trying to watch Willie put the show together with bailing wire and tape would not be fun. Well, I mean, it'd be a clusterfuck in and of itself. Uh-huh. It would be entertaining. Well, oh, that's true if you're actually watching him do it. You yeah, just go to willycam.com. So you can see it for yourself. Willycam.com. Yeah, let's see what that brings up. <laughs> don't is, act, is that, don't, is that don't, the camera that Steven Jodger put in his house? I'm trying to get us the hate mail by sending people to what is probably a porn site not for the purpose of a joke. That's true. It's always a porn site, whatever it is. It's Every, a porn everything's porn. <laughs> yeah, check out Tub Girl sometime. Oh. I'm no, 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 we no. Probably shouldn't. Meatspin.com. There you go. <laughs> Why don't we just we're send them to the church of fudge while we're at it, Willie? I've never even heard have of that you, one. Have Jeez. you ever? Have you eaten your blue waffles this morning? Oh. No. Yeah. What's that? No, no, no. Don't like it. Don't like the Republicans. Don't like the Democrats. Check out LemonParty.com. So no, all no, of the all of the things we've mentioned right now, kids, do not look them up because they will scar you for life. This was and all for the purposes of comedy. You can't unsee them. That's the important <laughs> part. This is shit you can't unsee. Once it's in your brain, it's in there forever. So so let me take you guys back to August of 2003. Chris is a freshman at West Virginia University living on the fifth floor of Braxton Tower. And the, and the prank wars that began where you'd get up at six in the morning to get ready for class and you'd stumble into the bathroom it's a shared bathroom with like six stalls and a bunch of shower stalls in there too and you'd slam the door shut to the to the stall and you'd sit down and you'd be like rubbing your face like oh god i need to wake up and you look up and what's taped onto that door when you shut it no 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 it's goatsy.cx printed out just for your (laughs) wonderful approval at six o'clock in the morning and you go motherfucker and then Please it became Tub Girl printed on there. And then it became the Jeff Goldblum is watching you poop pictures. It was fun, but gross at the Somebody same time. had a lot of time with a printer. Please, 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 please tell me these were laminated. They were not laminated, no. Oh, you amateurs. Well, there's also the question of timing. I remember, I'm I'm 40, I'm 47. And I was, back when I was in school, we used to play blue screen chicken. 
uh, where everybody would sit down. They'd work on uh, their coding or their papers or something like that on a Windows ME machine that had either Microsoft Money, ICQ, or Netscape Navigator with a chat with a Java applet loaded. And the last person to save or their computer crashed was out. So you <laughs> Yeah, it was blue screen chicken, and you never saw more tension than when somebody got on, like, page 12 of their code or their paper, and they hadn't crashed yet, and everybody else around them was dropping like flies. (laughs) People will turn anything into a competition. Never think anything will not. The prank war escalated multiple times throughout the year, but that's what started. Like, within the first week of school, people were hanging up pictures of Tub Girl and Goatsy and stuff like that in there, and you were just like... Why would you do this to us? Why? And That's then it became people realized they could take the uh, when you when you refill the toilet, when you flush the toilet, there's the hose that refills. They realized they could stick that hose right up underneath the lid of the back. And if you weren't paying attention, when you'd go and flush, it would spray you in the face. That became the next prank. So it's taken years Ugh. to break me of the fact of when I'm going to flush a toilet that actually has a tank on the back to double check and make sure there's no hose sticking out just a little bit so that I don't get sprayed <laughs> by it. it. It became worse when the woman who cleaned the bathrooms in the dorms came and did not know to check for that. And all you hear is a scream oh. and, you damn kids! And we're like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is going to go over poorly. <laughs> Ooh, watch out for the wild guys over here. Ooh, we get a little toilet water on us. Ooh. Well, I mean, it's relatively clean toilet water. It's not yeah, clean, clean toilet water. Yeah, I was gonna Ooh. say. I was gonna say, Anthony, you were Navy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell them about tell them about blowing a shitter. Blowing a shitter. We never did that. Uh, <laughs> is this yeah, top that's... shelving? <laughs> you no, can't top. Gonna... You can't top shelf a Navy toilet because there's no there's no shelf. There's no all back the... to the toilet. It's all underneath. Yeah, all the toilets on a sub are connected by a pressure system, and they have to clean them out. And if somebody is in the bathroom and doesn't realize that they're pressurizing them to clean them out, and they open them up, it's called blowing a shitter, and everything goes everywhere. Oh, and no. yes, you are made to clean no. it up. I was Navy. I was not a submariner. I was oh, okay. a destroyer. Wait, 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 wait. You're made to clean up if you're just sitting there and you don't know what's going on? Yep. Yep, because they warn you in advance. They make sure okay. everyone knows that they're okay. going to. Yeah, that you, part, you made the mess. Yes. During these times, you may not shit. <laughs> yep. Well, just open up the window and let it all flood in and just close it back up and flood it back it's out, just, right? It's on a submarine. Window, it's a submarine. <laughs> exactly. The window to the submarine. Just whoop, rush, cleanse, close. And... That's how Willie thinks submarines work. <laughs> yeah, with a screen door, right? Yeah, yep. they, yeah, just keep the fish out. All the screen doors. They just spray flex seal over it and we're good, just like you've seen on those infomercials. Yes. Those work. Uh, I did not miss Navy shitters. <laughs> I don't. They don't Shitter miss was you. Full. Shitters full. All right. So on this Irish of days, what are we going on to next, Willie? What we're going on to next would be only like a single news story of the week. So I'm not even going to bother doing the bump for it because we're living <laughs> on the edge. We're living on the edge. It's just a single news story of the week and then like a couple minor things after it. And Anthony, I think you I don't know. Was it Anthony or Willie who claimed it first in our chat? I didn't pay attention. Me. It was Willie that claimed it first. Yeah, I hadn't I wasn't home yet from work, okay, so I hadn't seen Willie. it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's been the most vocal about this in the previous weeks since it has happened? Well, Me. how about you guys tag team this <laughs> news story? You guys can work together yeah. to tell us what's happening here. I'll who chime told in, but you Disney, go ahead, Willie. Who told Disney to guzzle a whole barrel of jism? 
Well, that was you. I yeah, think that, that was that, Willie. That was totally you. Willie spoke yeah. only for himself, not the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast yeah. when he said that. So send your hate mail to yeah, JS at GunnaGeek.com and reference no. Willie's Disney rant in the subject line. Make I sure you, refer- you mention jugging or chugging jism. I spent all my time referencing Dave Batista and what everybody's now using as the meme where he's yelling at Triple H as if Triple H was Disney saying, give me what I want. Give me what I want. That's what I was referencing. The fact that Dave could tell Disney to go fuck themselves because he could go back to wrestling if they didn't give him what he wanted. So what'd they give him, Willie? They gave him his movie back. Out of nowhere, mind you. We just I kind of were clapping, some cheering. Chris, you have the button for cheering. I don't, don't have you? a cheer button on there. It's not out of nowhere. I mean, what just got finalized? Fox what acquisition of Disney oh, in another yeah, week. Yeah. It's still all not, the paperwork. It's not until the 23rd, I thought that it was done. All the paperwork's done. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to worry about anything coming in and stopping the presses anymore. So now Disney can hire and fire whoever the fuck they want. Well, the problem with that is, like, the, <laughs> Disney thought it was going to be a big problem, and then everyone collectively says, yes, no one gives a fuck. No one cares. Oh, no, a handful of asshole conservatives on Twitter cared, which is what yeah, started the and, whole problem in the first place. And you think they're what, they're, that's what Disney's going for? Well, apparently that, that's they were worried about Disney money? Apparently they were worried about it six months ago. Well, with all, with all due respect, you had to know this was coming. When, it, when, Edgar, oh. Wright got, when Edgar Wright got fired from Ant-Man, they had a new director that week. Instead, they continued to spin their wheels on Guardians of the Galaxy and delay it. Yeah. You knew he was coming back. It was just a question of when. So no, I, I hoped. I hoped I he was did coming not back. Know. So if you're Bob Iger, who's running Disney and Kevin Feige and things like that, are you secretly happy about everything that Dave Bautista had been saying after James Gunn was fired about how he should still have the job? Because that's really what you all wanted in the end. Hell yeah. Or are you just kind of sitting there and be like, damn it, Dave, shut up so we can reannounce this sooner instead of waiting? There's no executive in the world other than Vince McMahon with the balls that say, damn it, Dave, shut up. (laughs) Well, I wasn't saying that's what they're saying out loud, but more like the train of thought is we need you to stop pushing this right now because once things die down again, then we can start doing this announcement. Or am I just going too deep down the conspiracy theory route? Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to say people should be scared of Dave Bautista? (laughs) Have you seen the man? I'm I'm not scared of him. I know his weakness. Those (laughs) sensitive nips. <laughs> yeah, it's very sensitive nipples. You just give him a good old titty twister and he's down for the count for good. Like, peace out, bitch. No, it's possible, but honestly, I don't think I'm not even sure Bob Iger was aware of what was going on because the whole when the whole thing happened originally, he was on vacation. That's why he didn't even make a statement about it. I don't think that guy's really in the day to day workings of little things like hiring a director. Well, I think he lets <laughs> Kevin Feige run the Marvel stuff and then yeah. chimes in as needed. They're very similar, excuse me, to what you've seen with Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy and things like that. Is until, well, there are there's various other rumors that say they're much more involved now. Let's not go down oh, that path. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Iger had a little conference call with Kathleen Kennedy. He had the heads of Pixar and Marvel sitting in on the call so they could listen to him rip her a new one. Yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, she's kind of on the bubble right now. She needs Nine to be a hit. And we've heard okay. nothing about Nine. Just on a side note, I mean, literally well, nothing. I'm assuming the first trailer is with Endgame. Well, wait, 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 wait. Nine? Are we talking about that movie that came out like 2009 no. or 8 or something? The CGI? We're talking about Star Wars Little Episode 9. Yeah, there's a Star Wars celebration in Chicago next weekend. One of my buddies is asking me if I want to go with. There's supposedly going to be an Episode 9 panel there or something. I'm not sure if I'd be able to make it or not. But, yeah, I mean, they're ramping up for it. They're they're basically trying to trying to undo the damage from 
from whatever happened. I'm I don't know why everybody's so upset about the movies. I mean, it's yeah. Admittedly, I'm not much of a Star Wars fan. I mean, I enjoy it, but it's very casual, and the fandom frankly puts me off. <laughs> you know, when when George Lucas wants to sell his own his baby because he's tired of dealing with the fans, you're doing something wrong. As I've said yeah. on this show before, the fandom around Star Wars is partially what has killed my joy of Star Wars for me right now. Just well, because that's of- I've said. If you spend more than 50% of your time complaining about something, you're no longer a fan. Well, I mean, that's well, fair. But the, the big thing is, like, <laughs> it's one thing to not like Episode Eight. It's another thing to dedicate your entire life to then decrying everything that Ryan Johnson does, everything that Kathleen Kennedy does, posting multiple YouTube videos and stuff like that. You're not a fan, and you're just ruining the experience as you get everything fan Everything the prequels did, everything the special editions did, it's... It, fandoms fandoms are really there's people who keep saying fandoms aren't toxic we're just real fans it's like remember i watched the my little pony friendship is magic so i saw the rise of the bronies this this is no kidding there was a brony who was going around saying that my, that friendship is magic is actually a metaphor for white pride showing that there's nothing Jesus. Wrong with, because all the architecture of the buildings is based on is based on german villages and stuff like that he was actually saying that it, you know it shows there's nothing wrong with being white i'm like it's a cartoon about candy-colored ponies, you idiot. <laughs> How are you reading this into this? Wow. Yeah, yeah I've kind of gone off fandoms. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, every time I see something, I'm having a good time. It's like, do I really want to... I mean, there are some, uh, from what I understand, the Mario fandom is really nice. Uh, I understand that the littlest, I'm not a fan of Littlest Pet Shop, but that apparently has a very nice fandom. But a lot of them, it's like, any kind of time you get a social group, a hierarchy will evolve with people trying to demonstrate that they're the more authentic fans. And that's where it all starts going downhill. And you know, it's a good one. The supernatural fan base, because they're oh. mostly female and they oh. enjoy that show. And that show's fun as hell. Yeah. yeah remember when uh, I, I, I saw the clip from when uh, the guys from supernatural found their fanfic in the show. <laughs> they do know we're brothers, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show's so much fun. I'm so glad I got Netflix back. I can go back to it. I'm only like ten seasons in. I still got plenty I, of seasons to go. Oh, I still like how Star- <laughs> I still like how Deep Space Nine occasionally would poke fun at its own fandom. Like, was it season seven where Nog went on that whole thing of trying to swap everything around, and the guy wanted Cisco's desk so, just so he could get his picture taken while sitting at it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, DS Nine was great though, but. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, the fandom's kind of what turned me off on that. My assumption is, like I said, C2E2 will get something on Episode Nine, but I think they're in the middle. Disney's in the middle of Avengers hype right now. They've yeah. got Captain Marvel leading into Avengers, and I don't know if they want to try and do both at the same time. Well, and and like I said, Star Wars Celebration is just a month later, so it's, you know, well, you know why compete with yourself? Just save that for Star Wars Celebration, just do your Marvel stuff at the comic show, yep. and then you're not stepping on yourself. Yeah, especially when you have your own convention. So it, it makes sense to hold off on the Star Wars stuff. Mm. So it's just, we know Endgame's going to be the biggest goddamn thing ever. Oh, no, I'm sure the fan there's going to be a so, segment <laughs> of the fan base that absolutely hates it. Oh, I don't care about those people. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I, I, didn't li- I didn't like Infinity War, so it, it's I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, yeah, I'm, here's, a, here's irony for you. I'm more excited about the second trailer for Detective Pikachu. That when I awesome. saw Mewtwo, and they've already had saw... a second trailer, haven't they? Yeah, we are yeah, and... we are very different people, Sailor Poland. We are very different. People. I want to see that movie. <laughs> all I know, all I know, is when they showed Mewtwo in the trailer, and oh. I remember the start of it, and they were saying, and Pikachu's describing, and I'm like, that's a Mewtwo, a psychic attack. I got to see what's going on. I'm on pins and needles about uh, about Detective <laughs> Pikachu, and in the game, I'm like, let's get this over with. <laughs> 
I see, yeah. And I could care less about Detective Pikachu, uh, and I'm, I am psyched to see freaking <laughs> the two captains fighting together with fucking Thor and, you know, yeah. Chris Evans shaved again. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers 4, let's wrap this mother up. That's fair. But fuck yeah. I, I'm interested <laughs> in it. We're going to see what happens. I'm the tie us back to what we were originally talking about was that James got, like we said, re-signed. We went down on a tangent. The big thing is, though, he will be doing Suicide Squad 2 or uh, Reboot or whatever the hell it actually is for Warner first before he does do Guardians. But now the interesting thing is, with the Fox acquisition going through in about a week officially, he's got access to Galactus, Annihilus, all sorts of other stuff they never had before. And if they're really, oh, truly true. committed to wanting this next phase to focus a lot on the cosmic side of things... Yeah, so so here's the question. Do they keep the original outline he was working on, the roadmap that he... Because remember, he was originally going to be the archi- one of the architects for Phase 4. So are they still going to keep his roadmap? And if so, what does that mean about the Doctor Strange sequel? Because that's supposed to come out before all this. Is it just going to be a placeholder, or is it going to somehow fold into whatever it was he was working on? Well, so I, I bet whatever the, the I was going to say, I, was, I bet whatever the massive story points are, he'll probably keep those. But now that he has access to those other things, he might be throwing in more Easter eggs. And I think theoretically, you could kind of position Doctor Strange to be separate from some of the cosmic stuff and have minimal tie-in and worry for connection there, and just let Scott Derrickson do what he wants to do with that flick I, I mean the team they had that wrote doctor strange one is coming back together to do doctor strange two and for a marvel origin story it's on the better end of the marvel origin story films they have yeah what's awesome is that it's the exact same origin story as iron man <laughs> well he's basically iron man in these new phases i mean look at how they yeah. position the character he's their iron it's man. just magic it's just magic instead of tech yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is kind of awesome that all that ended up really happening was that james gunn got another movie to direct in the meantime and a big payout. And, and yeah, he'll get a big payout. Well, and James Gunn <laughs> also did the smart thing when Disney made their choice, which was he said, yep. hey, Disney's made a decision here. I respect the fact that they've done that. I've enjoyed my time working for them. He didn't go and scorch the earth because he probably knew that, hey, this is going to blow over eventually. I've got a shot to get this back. And yeah, and if I, paid off. My, if I yeah. remember correctly, he's been off Twitter since the event happened, and he put out one tweet yesterday basically saying, thanks for giving, thanks for giving me my job back. And a chance to you know keep working on being a better person. Yeah. Hey, who was the only cool person to come out of Watergate? G. Gordon Liddy. Why he kept his mouth shut? <laughs> it seems like such a simple thing. <laughs> so congratulations to James Gunn and congratulations to Excuse a lot me. of the fans because the thing is the fans almost universally rallied behind him and were upset by it and were backing him and saying, "Look." He's taken responsibility for dumb jokes he made when he was younger on left on Twitter. They're just dumb jokes. It's not like he meant seriously. Pedophilia is great. Blah, blah. No, someone's going to clip that. Yeah. Now. But he regardless. He worked for trauma at the time. time. Yeah. He worked for trauma at the time. And all they do is try to build up. You know, that's just... a, yeah, that's their shtick. It's shock yeah. jock tactics. That's what it was. So I'm happy to see that James Gunn got his, got his job back because, again, we weren't really sure what they were going to do with it. And I think the best reaction I saw to it was Taika Waititi that quoted the tweet from <laughs> yeah. Deadline and says, wait, I thought I was supposed to do this. <laughs> and, <laughs> or uh, something yeah. that effect. James Gunn's last tweet was from July 19th, 2018, where he did his five-point thing about what happened. And then his newest tweet since then is March 15th, basically saying that he's grateful to the people that supported him. I mean, if you were James Gunn, you would probably get off yeah. of Twitter, too, if that was the controversy that lost you what is arguably one of your jobs that's going to make you the most famous in the grand yeah. scheme of things. It wasn't a bad idea. <laughs> so I'm happy to see him back there. And 
you haven't really heard negative coverage of this fact, which is good. But at the same time, Disney just dropped it out of nowhere. It's just like, hey, it's Friday afternoon. Deadline got a scoop. And everyone's like, is is this real? What, what, yeah, I, I was confused. I was confused, too, because, I mean, it's not even showing up majorly on my news feeds or anything like that. It's like it's like the worst kept secret. It's like, oh, everybody pretty much already knew. So I was at first I was like, is it real? Well, they say it's deadline, but deadline blows it once in a while. And no one was really no one was really hyped about the news. It's not like uh, I see more about the freaking Kardashians than I do about Gunn being rehired. I was trying to find secondary <laughs> confirmation of it before I wanted to believe it. And mm, that was tough right. to do for a while because it's like, OK, deadlines reporting it. I'm inclined to believe them. But on these kind yeah. of things I've learned, I want two sources that are confirming it when i'm reading online so that i don't pop off and then have someone go oh no it's fake here you go and i'm like son of a bitch and all the other websites were just confirming what deadline had written or just <laughs> reposting it basically yeah, yeah. somebody's well, gonna buy take two really <laughs> yeah <laughs> well this has been also some bad news for me because i commissioned out an animation of mickey mouse filleting himself and now i got nowhere to use it or a reason <laughs> to use it i think the guys who did air pirates funny funnies are still alive contact them but, I mean, I don't have the hate anymore. What am I going to do with it? Well, <laughs> it's Disney. Give it time. You'll find something else to be pissed about. This is true. Fair. I, is get, true. I mean, we'll see. You're, you're on an internet <laughs> podcast TV show. You'll find something else to be pissed about. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, the, the hate way. flows within you, Willie. Let it so, flow. So oh, wait till you, one. man. Just imagine that big finish, too. So here's a, here's a fun question for you. The original timeline was Guardians 3 was supposed to be out in 2020. 2021 was when the Guardians roller coaster opened in Epcot. Well, now that the Guardians roller coaster was, is still on track for 2021, no pun intended, uh, they've, got, they've actually got the cars coming in and people are starting to figure out what the ride's going to be. But now with the projected date of 2012 or of uh, 2022 for Guardians 3, now you've got, now you've got them uh, crossing over and able to uh, promote each other again. Yeah. My biggest surprise is given that he got he got an Oscar nod, I thought they were going to hand it off to Bradley Cooper because deals like this happen in Hollywood all the time where it's like we can't bring this guy in. So we'll have somebody who's reasonably close. We'll have the original director give his stamp of approval. And then that way we don't have a fan backlash. And with Bradley Cooper establishing his his chops, it's like, well, here's the obvious choice. You know, they're not going to put just anybody in there. Hollywood's a union town has been always will be. And, you know, Cooper, well, you can't argue with an Oscar nod. And but it's like, no, I guess they're just going with uh, with bringing gun back. So that was the only real surprise was that they didn't hand it off to Cooper. I mean, the fact like you mentioned earlier, the fact they didn't rehire this position so at all is kind of an indicator of where they seem to be going on. it. I mean, we all had our pet theories and the Internet was in love with the fact that Taika Waititi might do it. But I don't think in fact, he'd said in an interview he doesn't want to he didn't want to do it because it's coming in. And you're taking care of someone else's baby then. Oh, no, it, like I said, Hollywood's a union town. If you do something like that, you get labeled as a scab and your entire career is over. You know, the fans may be fine with you, but we're talking about producers that don't want to deal with the bad press. Yeah. So nobody wanted to touch it because they didn't want to commit career suicide. Well, so basically, Disney had no choice but to either go with the Bradley Cooper gambit or bring him back. It's going to be interesting regardless, because we don't know much of the timeline for phase, whatever, we, whatever this next phase is, five, I think it is, something like that. We know that Spider-Man's after Avengers, and then what's the dates on anything else? What do we know? Yeah, that's, they had nothing else There's to nothing else announced, that. so I assume that at Comic-Con or D23 or something after Endgame, that's when we get the roadmap of what the next movies are. I mean, it's been yep. rumored Doctor Strange is coming up soon. They've brought the writing staff on board again, and they've been talking about a sequel, but there's there's nothing official yet. 
Oh no, they they announced that they announced that it's that it's Greenland. It's going. Uh, it's supposed to be coming. It's it it is coming. They haven't. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but they haven't announced a release date for okay. it. So my it bad. Is, then. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. You mark my words. Dark Phoenix is going to set up Phase Four, and it's going to outperform. It's going to outperform Endgame. Dark Phoenix is just going to set the world on fire. <laughs> Dark Phoenix can't stand up its own actors, much less set up like in the rest of the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah. Guys, do you realize what just happened? That's the greatest some... joke of this year so far. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Fox, how are those reshoots on New Mutants coming along? <laughs> the movie we're never going to get. Uh, one last thing before we move uh, off into the movie review side of things. Speaking about Marvel dropping things out of nowhere, they also dropped a new Avengers trailer. What was it on Thursday? Out of nowhere. I was at the dentist's office, yep. and I get a text from one of my friends, which is, new Avengers trailer out. And, of course, the dentist is working in my mouth, so I just kind of look at my watch and see this text message pop up. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> So the first thing I did when I got out of the dentist office was sit in my car and watch it. And I went, huh, that, I can't believe they just stealth dropped this. I'm okay with it. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you just got out of the dentist. You went, oh. <laughs> no, I wasn't numbed up. They were just sort of cleaning and stuff, so I was good. I meant his mouth was numb with Novocaine. Get your fucking I know, out but what I'm saying is it was just a cleaning, so I didn't have any of that stuff. I could speak perfectly normally and with my normal uh, composure and self-assuredness yeah he's lying to you he had a bunch of drool all in his beard <laughs> but regardless they dropped it out of nowhere and now people are, of course dissecting it the, the thing i'm more interested in is did we really expect a stealth drop or was everyone expecting it with captain marvel or something like that yeah i figured it would be with the next movie <laughs> i mean i sort of get why they didn't because they waited for captain marvel since captain marvel is in the trailer for like five seconds ten seconds yeah i, uh, just, I love that we got the spacesuit though the spacesuits are awesome. I mean, I was more surprised that when they were all walking in those spacesuits that Robert Downey Jr. is there, so he must get back to Earth pretty damn quickly. Well, they had said at one point, at least with the last trailer, that they did not show anything in the first in-game trailer that was not in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So my assumption is they're probably trying to be very... They're trying to hide the fact of what's going to happen in that movie because I still know nothing other than they're going to fight Thanos at some point. And that are I they? think there's going to be time travel. But other than that... I don't know much, and I wager they're probably not taking much for trailer purposes out of the first, out of Acts 2 and 3. It's probably mostly out of Act 1 is my guess. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm just assuming that the scene right where Carol shows up when they're looking at the pager, right before she walks in the building, she dropped Tony Stark's spaceship off out in the backyard. (laughs) She was just dragging that on the way with her. I think you're going to get an (laughs) Iron Man 1 moment where he has to use a box of scraps to basically get the ship working again to get back home. That's just me, though. Yeah. See, for me, the tra- uh, the problem is, is that I called the trailer a cock tease. I mean, it really it is. doesn't tell anything. Yeah, exactly. That's, I, yeah, that's I, what they're supposed to be. <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, I mean, everybody's going to see it anyway, so why spoil anything? But I mean, like the first one, at least I love the ending with Ant Man when he's trying to remind everybody who he is. I got really yeah. big. The first trailer was felt. The first trailer was funny. Well, and the yeah. thing to remember on these two, as everyone dissects them and is trying to figure out what these cues mean, is uh, the Russo brothers lie to us in trailers all the time. Remember the money shot in the Infinity War trailer? That's like the entire group running through the forest of Wakanda with like the Hulk trying to go and confront with the, army. the Hulk. Never in yep. the movie. Remember Just Spider-Man: like Homecoming when Spider-Man and Iron Man are flying through the city together? Never happened. Never happened. Wasn't yeah. there a Funko Pop of Hulk bursting out of the Hulkbuster? Yes, armor? I have it upstairs. Yeah. What happened? Never to that? happened. Where was that? Never happened. Yeah. You have fake merchandise. They do well, like well, to lie to us. 
wasn't there that concept art of of uh, of the spacesuits that we saw in uh, in there? That I is true. That they, they, I thought they had leaked something that looked not. It looked like that, didn't it? There was that, was... and they also leaked the action figures in those suits. Mm. And Lego ah, sets actually nice. leaked it too. Lego is the worst offender for spoilers on Avengers movies. Do not oh. ever look at the Lego set spoilers if you don't want to know what's going <laughs> to happen. Well, a theory I heard are they spacesuits? Or are yeah, they time suits. continuum suits? It's to go through the quantum realm, I wager. Boo, boo, boo. Regardless, it was interesting. <laughs> they stealth dropped that. I think Marvel has pretty much just kind of dominated the last week, week and a half of coverage of everything between Captain Marvel coming out, Avengers trailer coming out, rehiring James Gunn. Nobody's really talking about Suicide Squad 2. Nobody's really talking about Aquaman coming out in two weeks right now on home release. Everyone's Which kind of I will focused buy. on Marvel. I already bought it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'll buy it. If, they did make... DC did have the little news that Grant Morrison is a possibly writing a new Flash movie with Ezra Miller. Yeah. But... Eh. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm excited for Shazam relatively. I'm excited to finally see Aquaman. But at this point... It's have you still not seen it? No. So you pre-ordered it, but you haven't watched it yet? Because I, if I pre-ordered it, they gave me a digital copy for free right now so that I can watch that, and then the disc comes nice. in the mail two weeks later for the same price I would have paid. So why not get two digital copies for the price of one? It is full of Momoa goodness. Well, my fiance wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch it. There of were Life got in the way. We could not make it to the theaters to be able to go and see that <gasps> one. So. Life finds a way. <laughs> you want a good laugh uh they recut the aquaman trailer but they set it to under the sea from the little mermaid it's hilarious <laughs> nice you're nice. not going to be able to watch the movie the same way after you see that no. <laughs> so i guess before we drop into the captain oh. marvel review i did say i would get on the soapbox on this it was one of the dumbest things i've seen on twitter is the people that were cranky about the fact of how carol danvers is portrayed in five seconds in a trailer versus how she's portrayed in her own movie and by that it was twofold. There's the funny clip at the end where Thor calls Stormbreaker to his hand and she kind of smirks at him and doesn't look at it as it's flying by her head. And people are like, Carol doesn't need Thor's approval. All right, let's be honest. That's not what that was. It was a funny moment. It's Thor comedy. We get it. It's a callback to other things. Don't try and read into it that it's, here, Thor's approving of Captain Marvel to carry the torch going forth. That's not what it's intended to be. So are you ready for this? I've been holding on to this until we start talking about this. Oh, Uh-oh. unleash, Willie. I'm I'm not prepared. <laughs> Everybody's a bitch sometimes. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, <sighs> I'm I'm constantly a bitch. Yeah, bring, up Star, <laughs> bring up Star Trek Discovery and then duck. You'll hear uh, you'll hear a lot of bitching. <laughs> you go, bitch. And the other comment that I thought was ridiculous is people that were taking screen caps from Captain Marvel and screen caps from the Endgame trailer of captain marvel side by side and going this is the difference between male and female directors where in the captain marvel movie she's got tousled hair not wearing much or if any makeup and then she's got straightened hair and wearing makeup in endgame and god forbid someone looked different 25 years later yeah, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous yeah because every time a woman directs a movie those women never wear makeup in those movies yeah <laughs> now some people suck dick so, let me put all this out there before we get the hate mail I'm a mid 30 year old white man. I don't know what I'm talking about, evidently, but this is my opinion that who cares? It's a trailer. Don't get so defensive over what they're doing with Captain Marvel and the stuff. I thought it was innocuous at best, these these things. Well, well, to be fair, everybody's turned into, into a rallying flag, whether you're for it or whether you're for or against it. 
we're, what we're seeing is that is we're seeing two extremes of uh, of the culture going going at each other, and the rest of us just kind of sitting in the middle, going, "You realize you're both acting like idiots, right?" Yes, you are hundred percent right. Yep. That's but the, they had such good arguments to throw everything down upon. <laughs> if they want good, if they want good arguments, I mean, there's plenty of things that you genuinely can object to. I mean, you don't even need to be like a sociologist from college or anything to see that the world is definitely unequal. But everybody's complaining about an easy target, which is just, you know, a movie that they can complain about and nothing's really going to change. Making actual change? Oh, God forbid the weekend warrior activists do anything about that. Yes. There's a few things <laughs> I didn't get. Uh, so we'll, let's get into the Captain Marvel side of things. And the, like the other thing that I didn't understand people got pissed about is Nick Fury's doing dishes. So what? There were oh, so yeah. many people that were pissed about that on Twitter, too, and I didn't get it. And for the purposes of the review of this movie, it means absolutely nothing. It adds nothing to the plot, anything like that. He's having a conversation with Carol as they clean the dishes after dinner. Wasn't he doing the dishes in Avengers 2 at Hawkeye's farm? I don't remember. Or was he just drinking? I can't remember what he was doing. I thought he was... No, they, they were all just drinking, standing around. I don't okay. think anybody was doing any chores. I mean, you think he wouldn't help with the dishes after? You don't think Fury's a, yeah. you know, a, a gentleman? Fuck you off, you assholes. I mean, it, it, it's just one of... The, it's the things that happen in that movie that get blown out of proportion that people can then mm -hmm. act offended about. And I, I understood nothing as to why that's an issue that they take Nick Fury, who's a strong black character, now he's washing the dishes with the white woman. I was like, so what? That was the kind of shit you were seeing on the internet, though. And I don't get yep. it. Maybe it's because I don't see things through that lens. But I was like, oh, that's cool. They're having a conversation after dinner. That was the extent of what it was for me. Yeah, well, they were guests in Rambo's house. Their mamas taught them well. Yeah. They fucking cleaned up after dinner. <laughs> like I said, they're after easy targets. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I know this is going to be before most of your ages. I can put up the spoiler but... warning, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I know this is going to be before most of your ages, but how many of you saw a movie? I think it was called Death Sport with David Carradine. It was basically like a Star Wars ripoff, but it was motorcycles instead of spaceships. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw okay, that. Yeah. Yeah, the female lead in there, she has two nude scenes. One is where she's making love with David Carradine, ick, but whatever. And the other is where she's <laughs> being tortured. They actually strip her down and torture her. So she's nude in both scenes. And the scene where she's being tortured, I timed it, is a minute longer than the one where she's being pleasured. No one says a word about that. There's a bad <laughs> implication for you. But no, it's like, oh, they're doing dishes. It's like, you know, complain about stuff that's actually, you know, important that actually says there's a problem here, not something everybody does. I do dishes all the time. Jesus. Yeah. I, I That's did. a hate crime for you to do your own dishes. You don't do your dishes. You get Nick Fury to come into your house and do the dishes for you. <laughs> Evidently, that's the way to do it. So th that was just, as we talk about this movie, there there's things that polarize both sides of the people that hate and love the movie. That is one of those things. I don't want to, I don't want to dive too deep into the things that polarize these sides, because honestly, I don't think it matters a ton for what the movie was i want to more talk about what we liked about the movie what we didn't implications things like that and one of my friends on facebook when i uh posted that i was going to go see the movie he and i have pretty regular film conversations back and forth specifically about geeky stuff and things like that and i think as an interesting way to start our conversation he posed to me three questions and i would like to go through these three questions first yeah. being what did you think of it as an mcu film what did you think of it as a captain marvel film and then finally what did you think of it as a general action film which I thought was an interesting way to kind of divide up the different pieces of this movie. So let's talk about it as an MCU film. What do we think of it there? And, and basically what I told him is I said, 
hey, I think it did what it was supposed to do, which is provide the connective tissue to establish Captain Marvel, establish why she's potentially a threat to Thanos, and establish that why she's sort of a big deal. So I think it did what it needed to do in that regard. Much like most other Marvel origin movies, though, it's not necessarily tied into some of the big overarching events that are going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was my, good, not great. Well, my response to all three is it was perfectly adequate. Yes. It, 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 <laughs> it, see, well, see, it's a Disney factory movie. The best thing you can hope for is that you'll see because it's not informed by art. It's not informed by expression. It's informed by a need to create a blue ocean market set and to sell toys. And OK, here's a, how many of you played the original Rogue Squadron video game? Yep. Great game. Uh, okay. Uh, for anyone watching who isn't familiar, in the game you play is Kaysen Moore. Kaysen Moore is a TIE fighter Imperial pilot who defects to the Rebels. And through the storyline, she has to deal with her shifting senses of morals and allegiances and the fact that her new allies think she might be a spy. I would have liked to have seen, given that Carol Danvers is kind of thrown into a similar situation where her, her value system is doing a 180, finding out she's been fighting for the wrong side. And in this case, it's not even just possibly killed by vengeance because Case and War flipped when her home planet of Alderaan was blown up. I, I just thought there was more they could have gone with, but that would have bogged down from we're trying to introduce a new character who's going to be in another movie in less than two months and just trying to keep everything on track. So. It was an adequate movie, but I think they could have done so much more with it. Maybe in the sequel, but I would like to have seen them pull like a case in more and really go in depth into this environment. She suddenly, you know, peeled back the curtain and realized everything she knew was wrong. Yeah, they kind of you power through that when she gets the reveal that wait yeah. the scrolls aren't necessarily the bad guys here in this case. That Ben Mendelsohn's character, General Talos, I believe it is, he's mm -hmm. not really the yep. bad guy. He's trying to just save his people and. She has that reveal and she's kind of resistant to it for a little bit, but it, it's very quick. And maybe that's just the nature of the fact we had a two hour long movie. You can't you can't bog down in that and try and keep everything else going forward. I agree well, with that. Well, I mean, the first half of the movie was was frankly boring. It was really nothing I hadn't seen before. And it was with the second half, you know, when Fury is just finally just kind of rolling with it. And t I'm sorry, Talos was a stitch. Yes. Talos was one of the funniest. Yep. Ben Mendelsohn fucking killed it. <laughs> You're the science guy. As, as soon as he, as soon as I saw the science guy coming, I'm like, because I've had days like that too. It's like, oh, here we go. But I, I mean, it still has the occasional uh, Marvel bullshit. When they were escaping from the airplane hangar, I'm like, you're firing live rounds around a bunch of bombs, really? But with the second half, when the characters finally settle in, it's like, that's when the movie gets good. And I wanted to kiss the little girl be, uh, with her logic of, you're passing up a chance to go into space? Really? Yeah. It's like, yes! Yeah. The Lego yeah. movie. Hey, yeah, the kid, the kid was definitely awesome. Yeah, and also as an MCU movie, it did the it did the other thing it needed to do was introduce another alien species besides the Kree and give us more backstory to the actual like galactic you know storyline that's been going on. I want more Talos stuff. That, that's honestly what I came out of that way. And he's alive, so you've got the potential for that. I think it's yeah. interesting that after this movie, a lot of people were theorizing, "Oh, we know the Skrulls are involved. Does that mean we're gonna get Secret Invasion?" Uh, yeah, I don't think Secret Invasion's in the cards right now. At least not anytime soon, especially since after coming out of this movie, the scrolls are technically good guys because they're not in Marvel. They've predominantly been bad guys and through all of comics history. And in this, they're basically refugees from a war. Well, that group was a refugee. that group. Was, Let's say yeah. it's just like there's yeah. some, there's humans that are good and bad. There's also there can also be scrolls who are good and bad. Because there there were a lot of like uh, internet theories of oh maybe this sets things up. So then we get that Nick Fury's actually a scroll. 
going on and things like that that so there was potential for things like that mm. but i think it kind of flipped a lot of those expectations on its head right now that secret invasion probably not the thing that's coming up the most or most likely to come up excuse me i completely well it took us about 18 movies to get to infinity war which was infinity gauntlet so we've got a, there's quite a lot of time in the comics world leading up before they got to secret invasion so there's a lot of other big stories they could attack they could tackle yeah, and I think we've kind of been touching on how it is as a Captain Marvel movie as we talk about it. It was an origin story. It's a Marvel origin story. It has yeah. its formula. They they kind of twisted that formula a little bit with the reveal in the second act that the Skrulls are kind of the good guy in this regard, that Carol's been brainwashed. It did what it needed to do again. It established the character. You understand her motivations. You understand where her power comes from, which I think leads to some interesting speculation going on later. It did what it needed to do. Like It's perfectly adequate in that regard. As an action movie, though, uh, yeah, the, the, you can't come in there expecting like cool martial arts and stuff like that, like you saw in say Winter Soldier, or you've seen in other movies throughout here. It, it was just special yeah. effects, action scenes, heavy special effects. Yeah, it's very different type of action. Yeah. You're not getting eco U.S. fucking the raid type stuff in a movie like this. You're not getting a bunch of that like one on one, hand to hand, like kind of brutal martial arts stuff that we'd seen in some of the previous Russo brother films. Like Civil War had some of that on the one on one phase. Uh, Winter Soldier especially had some of the best fights we've seen in the MCU in it. Well, it also as much as I as much as I uh, said the first half was boring. I did like the art design because at least by setting it in 1995, it at least felt like you know you weren't in green screen land. Let's put it that way. Well, and they did a great job of making everything look and feel like the 90s. I mean, yeah. and they were filming most of this. I think it was Louisiana is where they were filming, is because that's where they're getting the tax discounts for it. And they did a good job of converting everything so that it had that feel. Of, yeah, we're back in the 90s. There was nothing that yeah. really stood out and made me be like, wait a second, that's out of place. I'm sorry, have you seen Louisiana lately? They are in the 90s. Oh, I haven't <laughs> been to Louisiana in probably about five years, but I've been down there before a few well, times. And then once again, ILM, with the Marvel de-aging, they are so much better at it than every other company that's tried to do CGI. Freaking Nick Fury and Clark Gregg looked fantastic through the entire film. Clark Gregg didn't look quite as good as Nick Fury did. I think they spent a boatload of money on the Samuel L. Jackson stuff. And since he had a boatload more screen time, that made sense. There were some yeah. moments there where there was the uncanny valley effect, especially with Clark Gregg's hair. Well, there was, you could well, still tell. I guess I was just looking at his face. I never saw it. Well, once in a while, you got a hint, like when he crouched down to pet goose and he stood up really slowly, but that's that's just a that's just a minor thing for the most part they did pretty well you know i'm so, i'm still uh, i still give a big thumbs up to brie larson for her uh for her line when she gets the shield cap when she points out your super secret organization puts its logo on everything yes. yeah. there were people who thought it was a chief shot but i've said the same thing watching agents of shield so i was just like cheers <laughs> yeah i think all the fans of agents of shield have said that watching agents of shield have you guys a spy organization your logos on fucking everything it's on your coffee cups <laughs> <laughs> It's on your freaking yeah. planes. Yeah, it's on your planes. So this this plane had a bar, Colson. All I'm going back to is that first episode of Agents <laughs> had of a Shield. bar. It had a bar. <laughs> yeah, it's if anything, the weirdest thing I thought about the movie was how everybody seemed to be working around Captain Marvel instead of her being more directly involved. Because because uh, you see, Fury taking a lot of action. She just kind of shows up when the plot needs to be moving along, like blasting the hole in the door and that. And it's not until the end that she actually really comes into her own as far as taking action goes. So, it, like I said, it was it was an adequate movie, but and I know what their restrictions were because you can't overwhelm the audience. 
It's just I kind of wish that they had they had gone a little more with it, a little more in depth. And I think they've got things set up so that they can do that going forward. Because again, right. Marvel origin stories are not really known for going super in depth on things. It's just the nature yeah. of what it is. Because by being an origin, they've got to keep things moving along to get them to that final stage where they can be folded into the rest of the big picture. I think that's the problem they've always had outside of potentially Iron Man because there were no expectations for how that was all going to fold in after that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it, like I said, they could they could easily pull a case in more showing her, you know, dealing with, you know, Talos and everything and trying to deal with her new belief system. So the sequel, assuming they said it immediately after the events of the first movie, you know, pulling of Guardians Volume 2, it could really, really be a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. But once again, you need to keep the plot moving. These aren't necessarily made for the movie geeks. They're made for the general audience. So I mean, gotta... the story of Captain Marvel that we got in this movie takes place over what, like three days, maybe? Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all really, condensed yeah. into so it's entirely possible she has a revelation that everything she knows she's known before is wrong, and it's more of I've got a job I need to do now that I know this is wrong. Let's take care of it, and then you have the fallout after that when you've been like, "Holy shit, I can't believe right. that all of this fell apart." And you actually have to deal with the fact that okay, I was brain, I lost my memory because of this. I was manipulated by people. I fought on the wrong side of things, and then it all comes together, and you're like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> Well, you got to mm-hmm. figure out yeah, that the space flight away from Earth to take the scrolls out to find somewhere to stay. That's probably the, the first time she's had to like stop and think for a while. So like a little bit of reflection time during you know a couple of light years of space travel. So I, I also have to say I knew they were going to do it, but I enjoyed how they kept playing with the expectations of how slash if Fury'd get the eye patch in this movie. Any The fact that it was a flurkin, I, I just I, <laughs> I can't believe that's how they went with it. I thought it was delightful, and I love the fact at the end that it's the flurkin that causes it to happen, and maybe that, and Nick Fury's not telling anyone that it's the fake cat, basically, that he's been calling up to that got pissed and swiped him in the face, and that's why his eyes got (laughs) I just want to know where Goose is now. I mean, we know where he was in 1995, but where is he now? I'm sorry, do you not know the lifespan of a flurkin? It's pretty small. He's probably dead. (laughs) Goose is dead. I didn't know Goose that. is dead. Don't give away Top Gun spoilers, Willie. Jeez. You're welcome. I set you <laughs> up for that, you son of a bitch. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, did anyone else figure out before the reveal where Captain Marvel's powers came from? Or was it just me when they showed the core explode and I went, oh, it's that blue effect. Must be the Tesseract. Uh, well, before you get on that, my question is, why did the Tesseract just all of a sudden make her part Kree? Well, no, they I'm did bleeding that blue now. It oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The tesseract wasn't in there; it was still on the. That's ship. yeah, right. The tesseract yeah, no. powered the light speed engine, and when it blew up, gave her powers. Yeah. And then the Kree gave her a blood. Yon Rog rather gave her a blood yeah. transfusion. Jude Law so... gave her a blood transfusion to keep her alive. That's what made her part Kree. Yeah. So any human can just become Kree blood. Well, just we like, sort Here of you saw go. that in Agents okay. of Shield when it was the Kree yeah. biology that brought Coulson back to life and left markers Basically, in his blood. We're we're all descendants from the Kree. Yeah, wait, that was Kree so, technology. Well, because yeah, we Colson that brought Colson back. Yeah, that was Kree technology. Yeah, well, because think about it. You know, her, you know, if if the only, if she hadn't changed, it was just like a blood transfusion. Then eventually her bone marrow would start creating red blood again, and she would have red blood instead of green again. So yeah, it did. It, 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 it's a mutagen. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and basically, it's like the Kree's DNA overpowers the human. It's stronger. I'm trying to remember back to uh, season one of Agents Shield. What? Where did they get the Kree technology? 
They got Cree blood from a Cree body. I can't remember where it had come from. I think the implication now is it might have come from Captain Marvel movie. But oh wait, yeah, they just oh they've had it for a while. That's yeah, right. They had a yeah. Cree on ice or whatever, and then used the yeah, blood. It was something that Shield yeah. had that they've been experimenting with. Because there yeah. have been no Cree till then. They, yeah, they had it in the freezer behind the Otter Pops. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, did, did any of you other guy? Did any of you guys figure out the Tesseract MacGuffin before they revealed it? I didn't. Oh, uh, probably like right before it. I was like, they were mentioning something about something that will move them really fast. Oh, is it going to be? Yeah, it is. I mean, I liked the fact they did that. There's a lot. Of, there's all these timelines you're seeing people try and build of where the Tesseract was and what all happened with it, yada, 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 between its reveal and Captain Mar- Captain America First Avenger to now. And you can go and break those things down. But I think the fact that it was the Tesseract that gave her her powers kind of gives you the lends credence to the statement that kevin feige made of she's very powerful and you'll know why yeah i mean arguably it's an infinity gem much like powered the vision and much like powered the scarlet witch that was responsible for her powers well that well for me there's a slight problem with captain marvel because i she's one of the characters i'm least familiar with other than her involvement with rogue because rogue is one of my favorite characters of all time Mm -hmm. and uh i think most x-men fans the most that we know about captain carol danvers is that she lost her powers to rogue Right. For lost or just kind of got some? Originally yeah, I mean, lost in the comics. Oh, okay. She yeah, was in I a mean, coma. Yeah, became binary for a while, and Magneto yep. chose Rogue over her to survive. Yeah. Yeah, Carol and, Danvers has had power sets four times in the comics, four or five? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I know she's been in the Marvel cartoons and stuff like that, but she, I still know very, very little about her other than she's she's basically superman that can fire force bolts out of her hands like that like the gobots do so it's it's weird because she may be the most powerful character but to me she's still kind of a cipher you know you can know about like captain marvel or uh, captain america and spider-man stuff through osmosis they're everywhere in culture you can figure out who they are without ever seeing a movie whereas whereas with her it's like she's still kind of an unknown quantity uh, yeah, and Kelly Sue DeConnick's working on that. <laughs> That's why she has the Carol cores, and they're building up the fan base. But yeah, it's it's not a character that was has been huge the way no. some of the other ones have for a very long time. My sincerest hope is that in Endgame, we get a little bit of rivalry between her and Captain America for no other reason than he was Army and she's Air Force. And there's always a rivalry between the branches, no yes. matter what. And I think you could get some interesting rivalry between her and Thor, and more of like on a friendly basis. I think could be well, interesting. Yeah, the two competing space gods. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We always know what the best uh, the best team is. I mean, it's just the National the Guard. Avengers. The National yeah, Guard. They're better than all of them. Oh. Willie, you can go kill yourself now. <laughs> just go ahead. We won't. We won't stop you. That's what Iron Man's there. He's in the National Guard. <laughs> I mean, but they established. Tony Stark is pretty much a weekend warrior. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> they established the fact her powers come the from chair the chair force. Her powers come from the Tesseract, which makes her powerful, like we were saying. And everyone else yeah. who was powered by an Infinity Gem is dead. The only person you could argue that's probably of comparable power level at this point. And we're going to go into one of those nerd arguments where you're like, I think this guy is powerful because here's why. <laughs> I would argue it would be Thor because he wields a weapon that would kill anyone else to use, that stood up to a blast from a fully powered Infinity Gauntlet and took no yeah. damage. Yeah, that is a hell of an axe he's got now. Yeah, so his power plus Stormbreaker would argue to make him super powerful. So they've got two big heavy hitters ready for Infinity War, excuse me, Endgame, and I would assume based off the Captain Marvel post credit scene that 
uh, Captain Marvel shows up fairly soon within Endgame, probably within the first act, I would wager. I would it, give the first five yeah. minutes. Seems like it. Ant Man no, shows up, first. and then she shows up. I Somewhere think she's in the first five to ten, she still has to shave, so. <laughs> well, Fair enough. She'll have to show up before Ant Man because when Ant Man's trying to get in the gate, you know he's he's clearly not there. Otherwise, he would have been with them as they were going over the pager. So, oh no, because be when the snap happened, he was still in the quantum realm. Right. Quantum realm. Right. Yeah. Basically, I'm saying that that chances are he'll show up at at uh, at the headquarters, or he'll show up at the headquarters after she does, because otherwise we would have seen him with the group when uh, when Captain. Oh Marvel yeah, when she appears. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he'll probably come after she does. And a uh, quick question, uh, back to uh, the previous thing. Where was uh, where, where was uh, Rhodes at? What what what, uh, what was he with? He's Air Force. Well, there you go. Yeah, he's Chair Force. <laughs> Don't make jokes like that. He's paralyzed. That's not cool. <laughs> not <laughs> anymore. <laughs> that is a little less funny now that he broke his spine. Poor Roadie. <laughs> ah, oh, fuck it. He's still flying around a war machine. He ain't mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't he walk in the tri- didn't he walk at the end of he's got uh, prosthetics yeah. that tony made for him i think yeah tony made him exo legs basically yeah. that could uh, stand uh, him up even though his spine didn't work because they showed those in infinity war also uh, oh, yeah so that's when we get the tony stank line uh, so are, are, you, are you tony stank <laughs> yeah. so it's basically ray from archer yeah pretty much everybody creed gave him the robot legs and made him uh, and made him do the goose step around <laughs> this isn't funny who said it was funny i did <laughs> So, Captain Marvel, final thoughts for me. Solid movie. Did what it needed to do. I'm curious to see where they go with it next. I enjoyed it. There's still a part of me that, as much as I liked it, I was like, man, I really wish Katie Sackhoff had been Captain Marvel still because that would have been awesome. I know why they went the younger route, and I know why they went the more established actor route. I understand that. But I still, part of me goes, man, I wish Katie Sackhoff had had the chance. Yeah, she would have been awesome. Yeah, That chick is so good at everything she does. You're talking to a guy who would still rather seen Linda Hamilton as Laura Croft than, than Angelina Jolie. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, guys, what are your final thoughts on it? So we can start wrapping up that bit. What do you, it, how- it, was, it was fine. I just don't feel a compulsion to really watch the movie again. It's like it's like the the Fox Fantastic Four movies. Uh, well, not Fan Four Stick, but I saw them. I got the plot and everything. Okay, I'm pretty much I'm good. I just don't see. I just don't see anything worth doing a deep dive about the movie. It was. I went in. I didn't feel like I wasted my money. Uh, I saw some good, funny bits. I saw some great special effects. That's pretty much all I can expect from a Disney Factory movie. And I, I think Samuel L. Jackson was having fun with that movie, and I like how he trolled the fans previously to that, where he point blank said in an interview just to screw with people. Oh yeah, she's got time travel powers too. She's so powerful, and people believed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll buy it. I give it like a, I think it was like a solid seven out of ten. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't, you know, it didn't break the world in half. It didn't have like a crazy, you know, awesome like building lifting scene, calling back to Amazing Spider-Man thirty-nine the way Homecoming did or anything like that. But yeah, it was definitely enjoyable. It was fun. Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson, and Brie Larson as a duo on screen are fucking great. It was oh, basically yeah, the, the first was... buddy cop movie. Yeah, the it, chemistry was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it's our first Marvel film that's a fucking buddy cop movie. As much as everybody wants Cap and. Bucky to have one of those. The first one really got was Brie Larson and Sam Jackson, and yeah, and Ben Mendelsohn plus. Uh, and the special effects were the way the scrolls shapeshift. I was so wondering how the fuck they were going to do that, and I'm so glad we didn't get the weird feather thing like Mystique. The fact that they did something that looks like organic material actually growing and changing was stupendous. I love how they did that effect to where it actually looked like 
something that a creature that evolved to become what they are would have the ability to do. Like that that was really, really well done. I like how they did the scrolls. I'm wondering this I'm wondering though if we're gonna keep getting scrolls as refugees or if we're gonna end up seeing you know, secret invasions off the table. I wanna see a Kree scroll war. I wanna see the war of the shapeshifters versus the Kree warriors and where the Marvel characters end up in between. The implication is that's been going on prior to the Captain Marvel movie yeah. and that the Kree are pretty much done wiping them out. It's mop up duty, it seemed like to me. Yeah, but you get a pocket full of shapeshifters, that might be enough DNA to rebuild the whole race. That's true. And scrolls infiltrate. Who knows how many are hidden out there? <laughs> you know how many, yeah, O'Brien and, and Cisco, you know how many shapeshifters there are on Earth right now? Four, but everyone is so paranoid. <laughs> so, Willie, what, what were your final thoughts on Captain Marvel here? You look like you've been preparing a statement. You got a shit-eating grin on your face, so I'm prepared. That's just normal. It's no dark world. And oh, I mean God. in a positive way. <laughs> I could see the hate mail uh, starting to be written right there. there it is. Well, I'm the, sorry. What? What? That Dark World is not a shitty movie. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're just the, wrong. The implication, uh, how you phrased it, that made it sound like yeah. Dark World was better at first would have the hate <laughs> and, mail. No, no, no. I said it was in a positive way. Oh, I know. For, for anybody wondering, it's sitting at 760 million worldwide right now. 266 domestic. 494 foreign. So, yeah, it's actually it's actually yeah. outpacing Bra- uh, Black Panther. You know, Black yeah, Panther in, records. In two weekends, it's on its way to uh, eclipsing a billion with a mad quickness. So, yeah, the whole uh, put a female superhero thing, and uh, you know, in a world that's fifty one percent women, still not a bad idea, guys. Well, I mean, we already knew that with <laughs> Wonder Woman, also. Uh, I know. Well, we already knew that because we're actual thinking humans oh. and not idiots on the internet. But yeah, I, yeah. I, the, there's there's this one putz who's uh, who was he did a video. Oh yeah, uh, Captain Marvel has fallen seventy one percent in the second frame. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of the pattern of uh, of blockbuster movies. You get a drop of about two thirds between opening weekend because they front load everything. That's yeah. not a sign of failure. That's a sign of normal behavior. Especially when that seventy one percent decrease is still going to crush everything in the second week. Mm. <laughs> well, it's I've been dropping a lot of uh, like movie podcasts and stuff that I've been listening to because. There's one that I haven't even bothered listening to about this. This is going to be a little bit of a personal rant. I'm not going to say which one it is because I'm not doing this to call them out, but I'm just going to generally complain. Uh, they're one of the people who've been complaining about things like, you know, people trying to put a feminist agenda into things or, you know, they complained about uh, about Discovery being too politically correct. As much as I hate Discovery, Star Trek has always been about equality, political correctness. So don't act like that's a surprise. And uh, when I stopped what, uh, bothering with their podcast was when they reviewed Into the Spider-Verse. They hadn't seen it for like a week or two afterwards. And the one host, his very first comment when asked, what do you think of Into the Spider-Verse? He said, why did they make Spider-Man black? And I'm like, you're a comic book nut. How can you not know about Miles Morales? I can no understand shit. He said, why did they go with Miles? Because I love Miles, but not everyone does. That's a fair play. But to phrase it not as why did they go with Miles, but why did they make Spider-Man black was like, okay, I'm done with you. Delete it from my list. I, I, I'm not bothering with their shit. So it's, it's just the reactions of people surrounding this movie are just shameful. They're so desperate to frame it as a failure or something like that instead of just going, you didn't like it. Don't watch it. You know how many movies there are that I don't like that I don't watch? And when there are hits, it's like, I mean, keep in mind, I'm a devout Christian. I hated Passion of the Christ. But the movie's a hit. What am I going to do? Complain? It's not going to make any difference. It made all that money. <laughs> so just, you know, okay, fine. Move on. Yeah, it's you okay know, to not like, like a movie. And 
if you don't like it that's fine but you don't need to make it your life's mission to explain to everyone why you don't like it and why it sucks that's what yeah. i really dislike in current internet culture yeah. yeah it's the public humiliation and the desire to see things fail instead of just okay whatever and moving on that's <laughs> the part that gets me no one can just say okay i i mean i gave up on discovery after season uh, after episode two of the season I'm not going around on the internet complaining about all the episodes and stuff like that. I'm just like, you know what? I got better things to do with my time. You know, I made this in a week. Give me a break. <laughs> Some of us don't live for outrage culture. Plus, yeah. all, you, all you really need is Douglas movies. It's really the only movie podcast you need to listen to. Drunk, stone comedians doing movie trivia together and talking about movies. It's fantastic. Everybody's <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> well, let's do theme song. I mean, he's not wrong. So I think the takeaway, if you want to get the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast takeaways, Captain Marvel is a perfectly fine film to go and watch and enjoy and have fun. It's not going to be mind bending or world altering or anything like that. But you can go and watch a fun superhero well, movie and get ready for yeah, the yeah, one. yeah. It's no dark world. It may be for you if you're a woman and you haven't seen yourself represented Fair. on the screen, Fair which. Point. Yeah, we yeah, didn't it, because we're all guys, so that wouldn't be blockbuster for us. But it could very well be for plenty of female audiences. Thank you. It, it doesn't. It wouldn't guarantee it anyway. I mean, think about this. What were the big uh, female superhero movies before this? Elektra and Catwoman. Wonder Woman. Well, uh, he means before they got good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I thought you meant before, before this the one. Correction here. We're talking about before yeah. the course correction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah, Catwoman, which was oh, oh. whoa. Uh, uh, excuse me, Tank Girl. That was before those. Yeah, yeah. But most people, most people, people don't it? even know who that was. <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was how I got revenge on one of my supervisors at my last job. She had a daughter who was like twelve years old, and she said, "Well, you're into comic books. Can you give me a good comic book movie for a girl?" Tank I, Girl. I told her Tank Girl. And no, her that's daughter, not. Yeah, her daughter just went right to the rebellious phase after that. Oh, Jesus. The rest of the time at work, every time she saw me, she was just like, you You bitch. motherfucker. <laughs> Don't was, ask uh, my opinions and I won't give them. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, will yeah. I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the man oh. in the Iron Mask. My revenge is well thought out and long and long planned. Well, well said. So really, Jesus. if you like the Marvel movies, if you like superhero movies, things like that, go watch it. You'll have fun. That's what it comes down yep. to. You're not going to leave this movie and be like, God damn it, Marvel let me down. It's no dark world we got scrolls <laughs> you guys want scrolls we got the scrolls we got the yeah. scrolls we, we talos alone is worth the price of admission that is true that's true i yeah. mean ben mendelson did great i'm sure we are many of we're one of many podcasts out there that are reviewing captain marvel giving our thoughts and impressions on it hell i know we're one of many on the gonna geek network why i bring that up because i like to remind you guys that the all things good and nerdy podcast is in fact part of the gonna geek network there's 20 plus different shows on the network they cover a variety of topics, be it general geek culture, specific television shows, movie analysis, all sorts of things. And before we go into the promo read, I did want to say uh, welcome on, welcome aboard to the Neuro Nerds who just joined this last Monday, our latest addition to the Gunna Geek Network. We have all sorts of stuff. But, Willie, what show are we talking about specifically this week? What are we pointing people towards? Oh, uh, this was here, and it was still none. Yeah, it says yeah none. You're, oh, wait, you're, no. You're in the wrong show notes then. I went to the right one. I, I did the thing. The I did, oh, that's right. I know what I did. I did it the first time, but it kept all the show note before it, so it didn't go to the thing. So so I was going to read none. None. It's one of your favorite shows. Willie says he did the thing, but he didn't do the thing. Willie likes to call these guys by a slightly different name than what their actual name is. 
this Uh-oh. week I'm going to be talking about Daddy-O Podcast. <laughs> For you laymans, that's Dad-I-O. Episode 33, Dad Shorts, number one, Ryan's Circuit Bending Drum Machine. This week, Andrew and Ryan take things in a bit of a different direction. While they are both hard at work doing renovation projects at their homes. Due to some unforeseen scheduling conflicts, they have not been able to get together to record a proper episode. So for the next couple releases, they will be releasing some dad shorts. Sorry, I'm contemplating 80s dad shorts. Um, Quick stories about things they are working on or sharing funny family stories. Back to you, Chris, while I imagine more 80s dad shorts. Well, thank They're you, so short, aren't they? So you can check out the Dad.io podcast, the Neuro Nerds, and all of the other shows in the network by heading on over to gunnageek.com. Click on the network button, and you will find all of our internet shenanigans there. That being said, it is time for us to start wrapping things up. We are going a bit long today, so we're going to power through this final segment fairly quickly. It's a little bit called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into in the last week so that maybe, just maybe, you'll want to check them out yourselves. Let's kick things off to our guest first, Sailor Poland. What have you been getting into, sir? Uh, Next weekend is C2E2, so I'm going to be covering that for Bleeding Cool. Uh, I'm going to be doing interviews and stuff like that, and also I'm going to be going there in my cosplay and stuff like that. This is actually going to be the first year where I can actually have a different outfit each day, so it's really an interesting Nice. So, yeah, the, uh, this Blue Lantern, that's going to be Friday. I'm wearing it because I'm t- I always test out my outfits first to make sure they're comfortable and you can wear them all day. And you'll notice that this isn't spandex. It's it's like a flannel uh, flight suit. Got pockets on the inside for my cell phone and my money. Good luck getting those uh, pickpockets. And it's got pockets <laughs> on the side. It's Chicago. You got to pay attention to that stuff. Uh, Saturday, I'm going to wear sure. my Ray Ayanami flight suit, and then Sunday is going to be my Asuka. Asuka is one of my favorite. I hated Evangelion, but Asuka is one of my favorite characters. So I'll be doing that, and then afterwards I'll be recuperating. Then it's going to be back into the usual swing of things. But C2E2 is the. Uh, they're going to have two more voice actors from Sailor Moon there. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen my animation channel, I made a Sailor Moon game for the Atari 2600 just so that I could get as many signatures on it as I could. I'm currently up to 12 on one of them and 10 on the other uh, because a couple of people couldn't sign them both. So whatever's on the on the smaller one is on the bigger one. But this is potentially 14 signatures I can have on this one game, and I am going for it. Nice. Uh, are we going to talk about how uh, um, you already, for one, you just gave spoilers for Friday. Thank you. I didn't know what you were going to wear. Now I do. <laughs> that... <laughs> and, well, this way, too, this way you can pull out your Green Lantern cosplay because remember we got remember Will is hope is nothing without Will to enact it. I'm right All here. Will be well, yeah, Will, I am Will. Will. Willie has a great Gnort costume. <laughs> um, I would actually two, pay money to see him as Gnort. <laughs> I don't remember which one Gnort was. Was that the fish guy? No, that was the dog no. guy. The, I thought that was uh 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 uh. uh it was Michael the furriest Green Lantern I could think of. Oh, no, dog, Kill- oh. Kilowog, not dog. He looks like Kilowog. a dog. No, he's Kilowog not a looks dog. Like a, it looks like a pug. Yeah, but you, Kilowog... You wouldn't say that to his face. Yeah, Kilowog <laughs> and Gnort are not I will, the same. I will go to Michael Clark Duncan's grave and I will say it to his grave's face. Oh. You're Gnort, just deal with it. <laughs> I'll take it, sure. Whatever, it. I'm Harry. Oh, so Feo. But anyway. two, but two, 
you you missed the opportunity to uh, be a Green Lantern since it is St. Patty's Day. Well, I noticed that, but at the same time, my cosplay closet has a lot of like black colors in it and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. my Sequest mm-hmm. uniform and my Starfleet mm-hmm. uniform. Yeah, I, and blue is my favorite color. It could be that pesky water sign thing, but it's like it was the week I was bored, and so I started working on this. So yes, I forgot about St. Patty's Day, but I'm not a drinker anyway, so it kind of flies by me to begin with. Well, I can't really blame you because I forgot about St. Patty's Day too. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we showed up here this morning. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, my eyes are green. That's good enough for me. <laughs> He's clear then. He's clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm maybe a quarter Irish. So. So by blood, I'm covered for St. Patrick's Day. I don't have to do anything else, really. I love potatoes. Does that make me anything? <laughs> Makes you no, weird. Because, no, authentic what? Irish, you got to love cabbage. Oh, there was actually a recipe for a, for a cabbage cocktail online. Okay, say, let's continue on. Let's pause. Let's, no, let's pass. People try to say it's very good, but then again, that could just that could just be the booze talking. So yeah, cabbage they, cocktail. Yikes. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, let's face it. It's a country with things like haggis. What do you expect? That's true. You're this even sounds nasty. Haggis. <laughs> hey, you want some haggis? Yeah, when the McRibs come out, and I'm like, I can't wait to have a McRib. It's like, do you know what's in a McRib? I said, dude, our ancestors ate meat they just killed with a rock. I'm not going <laughs> to hung up on a McRib. Well, I know what's in hot dogs, and I still eat them, so I ain't afraid of a fucking McRib. Oh, hot dogs are, <laughs> hot dogs are okay. <laughs> federal government uh if they put the alternate meats in there they have to list it on the package and manufacturers fear sticker shock if people see that so it's all good stuff in there the one you <laughs> want to avoid is the lippy's potted meat food product Ooh. that's oh that's where the, that's where uh that's where the stuff that that even the dog food won't take winds up in <laughs> well yeah, we i remember at food Lion, the weirdest <laughs> thing of in the potted meat uh section would be pork brains yeah yeah that yeah. yeah. Hot dogs are, who yeah. who 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 buys this? I don't think I've ever checked anyone out and said, "Ooh, pork brains. What you using it for?" I don't know. These are weird people. People who are really desperate. People who are really desperate. It wasn't well, that cheap. Or some of those super an, creative chefs yeah. that use weird ingredients and you're like, How "If it's an item on the shelf, then someone's buying it." Yeah. Yeah, sauerkraut juice. Mm, I still have no clue sauerkraut. what that what that shit is for. Not not the sauerkraut, just the juice. Yeah. If somebody can tell me what they use that for because it's in the it's in the little six pack. I can't imagine anyone wanting to drink it, so I have no idea what it's there for. But oh, you why? just gave me a great idea. I doubt that. I need to start just making a six pack of cans of pickle juice. Oh my mouth's <laughs> watering out of the tastiness. Uh, All right then. So hey. I'll, I'll go next then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try and yeah, distract what? from that. Yeah, what kind of weird drinks are you into? (laughs) So, really, (laughs) no weird drinks right now, but uh, I did notice on Friday when I got home from work that the final, the back half, rather, of season five of Rest Development was available on Netflix. I only got to watch the first episode of it because my fiancé is out of town this weekend, and we watch it together, but, uh, yeah, it's more Rest Development, so enjoy it while you can because I doubt we're getting any more, if that's your jam. What else have I been watching on Netflix? I'm still watching a little bit of Broadchurch on Netflix when I'm at the gym or Blue Mountain State because I just need dumb comedy. And that's one of my favorite go-to dumb comedies. Uh, I haven't really been getting into a ton. I haven't had time to play a bunch of video games or anything like that. However, comma, for my for our fia- excuse me, for our anniversary, my fiance got me the Captain America Marvel Legends one-to-one scale replica shield. I finally got that hung up on my wall last week. And how I did that is there's the two straps 
for the arm on the shield. I took a wooden dowel, cut it down so it could sit between those two straps, and put two heavy-duty uh, command strip hooks on the wall, and it's hanging off of that. So it does the job. The shield by itself is 7 pounds heavy because it's only plastic, and those are each rated to hold 7.5 pounds. So I don't expect it'll be coming down off of the wall. I also, because we all know I love prop replicas and statues and things like that, I pulled the trigger and bought a couple I'd had my eye on before. It's by a company called Iron Studios, which I didn't have a ton of awareness on until Sideshow Collectibles brought them to my attention. I got their 1 to 10 scale replica of War Machine from Captain America Civil War, and it's really cool. But arguably the cooler one I got was the 110 scale replica of Thor from Avengers Infinity War with Stormbreaker swinging it around. And for something so small, they do such a good job of making it look like Chris Hemsworth and the way it's painted and sculpted. It just looks really cool. So if you want to see those for yourself, I didn't bring the pictures so that I could throw them on screen, but they are up on my Instagram, and I think I tweeted them also. So you can find them. Just go to Instagram or Twitter at the Chris Farrell, and you'll find them there. These guys make some incredible stuff. I started going through their other stuff that's coming soon for the Infinity War things, and their Doctor Strange is amazing looking. Their, uh, their Hulkbuster armor looks really cool, although I did not particularly care for the Iron Spider Iron Man statues. It just looked a little weird to me but iron studios out of brazil they make some incredible looking stuff and i will probably end up buying some more of it if you're if your jam is uh, frank miller's the dark knight they did recreate the iconic cover of him and carrie kelly robin as a statue and it is nice. also amazing and it's only 180 bucks which for statues not terrible not terrible so yeah really like those and if i remember i will tweet some additional pictures out or put them on my instagram so people can see them go check them out for yourselves or just go to ironstudiosus.com i think is their website and you can just browse all of the stuff they've made and be like how the hell do you make a 110 1 to 10 scale replica of something that looks that good it's it's incredible the talent that these guys have i i have no artistic skill so whenever i see artistic things it blows my mind that's what i'm mean. all while all while poor Zachary Levi has seen Smush Face Toys at Shazam. Have you seen those on his Instagram? Yes, I saw those. But they're super bendy. <laughs> they are bendy. <laughs> what are you getting into? Man? It's very similar to Plastic Man. It really Not is... quite. <laughs> Anthony, what are you even getting into, sir? Uh, Anthem. Anthem. Lots of Anthem. Uh, I'm playing the hell out of the game. I found a new glitch. Um, I finished getting my 3,000 reputation points for all three factions in the game. And for that, I unlocked two achievements. Because one of the achievements didn't fucking unlock on my PlayStation 4. So even though I'm now working on the Champion of Tarsus um, progression chart where you're trying to get, I think it's 150,000 points for all the factions combined now, I have that as an open ability that I'm working on in the game. But then when I go to my trophy list in PS4, I have the uh, Sentinel un achievement unlocked and I have the Freelancer achievement unlocked. And even though I've completed the 3,000 points, the Arcanist one didn't fucking unlock. So apparently that's, that trophy is bugged. Um, but yeah, there, there's still lots of problems with Anthem and lots of people complaining about it, but it's still fun as fuck. It's the best Iron Man game that's ever been made and I enjoy the hell out of it. And I finally built my, uh, I got my fourth, uh, I, had, I had the Colossus unlocked a while ago, but I finally took the time and built up. I did my fourth new warrior suit. So I did a Colossus based on Nova. So I ended up with four different javelins, all four based on new warriors characters. So I now have my team of four. And then now I've started building my new set of four, which is going to be the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. I built a Colossus uh, based on war. And then I got to do Famine, Pestilence, and Death now. But yeah, those have been fun, just building mechs. Like You can literally just spend an hour just building a mech in that game, and it's fun as hell. Um, I uh, 
took the time to uh, DC Online Universe or whatever the fuck it's called. They're doing a free thing right now. If you sign up and do an account, not have to pay for anything, but just to make an account, they're showing the first three pilots for free finally. So you can watch Titans, uh, Doom Patrol, and um, Young Justice Outsiders. And I actually took the time, watched all three of those this weekend. And I'd have to say I'm not very overwhelmed with Titans or well, Young Justice. It was just kind of a starter to the new big story. And Young Justice is a great cartoon, so it looks like where they're going is cool. But it, they, they, they didn't get much done in the first episode. Titans was just kind of eh. And Doom Patrol was weird like it should be weird. But honestly, none of the three make me want to buy the app. So I, I don't think they really did what they needed to do for being the pilot episodes to where only having those three for free. That's it's not enough to give me make me give DC money, but they're uh, uh, apparently they're free for I think it's a week now. So if you want to go give them a shot and see if it's something you'd be interested in for the rest of the shows, because I think Doom Patrol and uh, Titans are up to like 13, 14 episodes already at this point. So, you know, go check them out. The first the, the three pilots are free right now, so you can go watch it without having to pay for it. And then um, let's see. Yeah, I played a little Apex Legend with my friend, did some streaming of that. And then, um, oh, uh, been catching up on my Netflix stuff. I watched all of Punisher season two. I watched all of the Umbrella Academy. Both were fucking fantastic. I actually think now I'm a little sadder that we're not going to get more John Berenthal as the Punisher than I am that we're losing Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Because by the end of that second season, I think that might be the best version of the Punisher ever. I, th- I think he's finally beat Thomas Jane and the Warzone Punisher for me. He is like the best version of Frank Castle that we've seen done outside of comics. And damn, if he didn't do a fantastic job in that show. So I'm really going to miss him. And then um, I watched all of Death, Love, and Robots yesterday. I saw somebody talking about it on Twitter. Went and checked out the first episode. Um, from the pilot, I was hooked. It's like 16 or 17 uh, animated or CGI animated shorts. It goes between full-on... Um, cartoon-looking animation all the way to CGI-looking like realistic movie animation. And they are very, you know, very different in the, you know, pacing storyline. Some of them are horror. Some of them are violent. uh, Some of them are really sexy. uh, Some of them are funny. There's, it's just, it's a nice mishmash of all like different sci-fi genre uh, storytelling. And honestly, the first one, Sunny's Edge, is probably the coolest cyberpunk monster fight I've seen ever. Like it in one fight scene, it rivals the, the freaking Pacific Rim movies and it's just damn good. Um, but yeah, at least go check out the first, the first pilot episode of that. If you got Netflix, I, you know, it's one of those things where like, it really is. It's like heavy metal for the Netflix generation. It's an anthology series. So there's no telling if you like all of them, but there's pretty much something in there for everybody. Uh, the three robots story where it's three robots walking around in the post-apocalyptic earth and they're the only things left alive and they're like giving jokes they're like joking with each other it's fucking hilarious um there's a a junkyard one that's really good there's an alien invasion one uh where farmers are saving their farms from alien like locust bugs attacking um yeah just all really good stuff and some of them like some of them are funny some of them are really in-depth you know to make you think other ones are just comedy but yeah it's a really good anthology series love death and robots Go check that shit out. It is fucking fantastic. And Sunny's Edge is great. God damn, that was a good fight. So Willie, I've watched it twice. <laughs> so Willie, wrap things up for us because you know how much you like that. Really quickly, 
um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I finished the fifth season. Nice. I'm on to the sixth season. Uh, 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 DC deck building. Uh, 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 and life found a way because I got the Jurassic Park. Shit was the game called Evolution. Like the Park Simulator one. Yeah. One? Yeah. How do you like it so far? I like it. I've only played. Well, I only <laughs> played. Uh, I woke up at five o'clock today, so I've been playing from then till I got onto here. Nice. I, I've heard interesting things on it. I just didn't want to pay sixty bucks for it. I was like, I'll wait until it drops. It, it was twenty bucks on a PlayStation Network right now. Oh, that's not on bad. The, uh, the PlayStation Store. I mean, I'd consider it for twenty bucks then. And I think that's like for the deluxe version of the digital version. I don't know. Which you can. You can just go get it right now on the PlayStation Store, Chris. Well, I think that is if you have a PS Plus um disc I'm not sure if that's with PS Plus discount. If it's okay. not if it if it's if it's with that, then maybe twenty five. Okay. Maybe. I'll take a look. If you don't have PS Plus, I'm guessing. I don't know. I didn't look at it. But I can look at stuff in on the internet. So I'm I'm interested in hearing more about that game willie i've been intrigued by it you would yeah I, I would be i like dinosaurs i grew up loving dinosaurs i'm a child of jurassic park willie i remember seeing it in theaters it was delightful that being said it is time for us to start wrapping things up as willie sits there and hums a ditty for you all but before we shut this thing down uh sailor poland where can folks find you online well, uh, you can go to YouTube and you can type in Sign to More Animation Studios and you can find my channel there where you'll find things like uh, the Klingon stand-up comedian. Uh, you'll find my uh, Sailor Moon fanboy video where I talk about uh, my quest to uh, get my video games signed and uh, things like the Herman Crab cartoon series, which is about ocean conservation and just uh, all kinds of animated goodness there. Nice. Well, thank you. And thank you for joining us today to come talk Captain Marvel and all of our other crazy nerdery. Sounds good. I'm, I'm glad I was able to be part of it. <laughs> and uh, for all of you guys that were watching live, thank you so much for joining us today over on Geeks.Live. That is the official streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. We do this every Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. And we're also on Twitch and a few other places. Uh, don't forget, there's a bunch of other live content on the Gunna Geek Network. If you're on Geeks.Live right now, scroll down to the bottom of the page. You will see the calendar of upcoming events. I believe the next episode that is showing there is Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. later this evening. And then you can always come back tomorrow night at 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time for the official GunnaGeek.com show. That being said, we are going to shut this thing down. You guys have any final thoughts before I pull the plug, though? Love Death and Robots. Yes, I found out Jurassic World Evolution, the full game on the PlayStation Store right now, without uh, PS Plus savings, it looks like, is $17.49. And for the Deluxe, is $19.24. So pay less than two extra bucks. You get the digital deluxe version. And I still have credit from when I own my PS3 on the PlayStation Store I need to burn. So I might be buying that today. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm still... Some of that was money they had to pay out for some legal settlement that they just paid out as PlayStation Store credit to that I forgot about from when I own my PS3. So looks like Chris is getting another game. He doesn't have time to play, guys. It's a problem. Well, luckily... Well, you just got to play it for a little bit. You're done. That's true. So I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to play me some video games, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, 
and over to our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at Podcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at ATGN Podcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. 